This week's episode is brought to you by Star Wars Rebels Spark of Rebellion on DVD. Stick around to the end of the show for a special giveaway. Welcome to Season 3! Hello and welcome to Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show and home of the world's first pair of independently born identical twins. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And it's almost the end of my favorite season of the year, George. Communicore Weekly season? No, no. We have that every year. That's nonstop. Even though we go in seasons, we never take a break. We probably should take a break. But we never take a break. Because <laughs> then people would forget about us. We would. They would. I would we forget about us, to be honest with you. <laughs> Sometimes during the week when I when I don't talk to you, I forget that Communicore Weekly is even a thing. It's like, what? No, no, no. You know, we rarely go hours without texting each other. That's so. true. George yeah. is like a needy girlfriend, so. Well, yeah, but it takes one to know one. Fair point. I won't <laughs> deny that. <laughs> I guess before we get into the you know, ins and outs of our relationship, maybe we should move on with the rest of yes. the show. And it, with a rather unique Disney history. Yes, it is. It's time for Disney History! So this isn't a, a normal history segment for us. Not that we're ever really normal when it comes down to it, but... You know, we think it's really interesting anyway. Um, it, it's actually an article that's called Seven, Seven Leaves from a Wilderness Diary, and it's actually from a 1973 vacation land. And we thought we'd kind of give you a glimpse into what vacationing was like back in the early days of Walt Disney World and how it differs from, from today's vacations, because we talked about it a little bit before in previous episodes, but this is a really good way to really hone that point in. Okay, so the article starts like this, and we are going to be reading it pretty much verbatim. Monday. Arrived early this morning for seven days of camping at Fort Wilderness, Walt Disney World's 600-acre campground. After checking in at the reception outpost, a Disney hostess guided us to our campsite. Hard to believe that there are more than 700 campsites, as each site is hidden among strands of cypress, bay, and pine. Our home for the next week is complete with a barbecue pit, picnic table, electrical outlet, water system, sanitary disposal unit, and an audacious squirrel who looked us over and seemed to approve as he chattered continuously as we unloaded our camper. That seems oddly appropriate for the Communicore Weekly audience <laughs> to yes, be in does. this article. <laughs> anyway, so the diary continues. Decided to stretch our legs after setting up camp. Walked to the beach and watched the boats bobbing around on Bay Lake. Ah, ah. ah. Although private boats aren't allowed at Fort Wilderness, sailors shouldn't miss as every conceivable type of boat can be rented at the campground dock. Like Bob Arounds! <laughs> uh, stopped for a delicatessen sandwich at the trading post, an old-fashioned country store near the beach which stocks almost everything. Bought Mickey Mouse sweatshirts to get into the spirit of things. Learned that there are comfort stations located at strategic places throughout the campground. All are air-conditioned with showers, restrooms, and laundry facilities. This must be the only campground in the world with a genuine, old-fashioned, narrow-gauge, steam-powered train. 
took a free trip for several miles around the perimeter of the campground. The engineer told us that eventually it will carry guests to a western town, complete with themed dining, shopping, and entertainment facilities. And as a side note, Jeff, we need to cover that in the future. Yes, we do. Anyway, so then we're on to Tuesday. Up early to watch the sun rise over the lake. Walked quite a distance down the deserted beach to where stands of shaggy cypress marked the path leading to the fishing hole. Caught several good-sized fingerling bass for breakfast. Noticed a sign marking a nature trail. We'll investigate that later. There are so many ways to get around at the campground other than Shanks Mare. Canoes, bicycles, electric boats, horses, and seldom is a car ever seen, which is pleasant indeed. We rented a tandem bicycle at the Bicycle Barn and spent the afternoon exploring the wilderness on special trails, uh, also pedaled to the Tricircle D Ranch, adjacent to the cramp campground, to look at the western saddle horses. A Disney cowboy told us that there are more than 60 horses available for guided trail rides. Got a kick watching some tiny riders on the Shetland Pony Ride fed a persistent African pygmy goat at the petting farm, and then headed back to return the bikes. Tonight, we are going to the nightly campfire program to get acquainted with our fellow campers and to enjoy some live entertainment. Wednesday, a perfect day for swimming, sunning, and sailing. Spent most of the morning stretched out on the beach and then rented a speedy little aqua, aqua lark and cruised around Walt Disney World on Bay Lake and the Seven Seas Lagoon. A splendid way to see the contemporary resort, the Polynesian village, and the Magic Kingdom for the first time. Tonight we cruise the same waters but on the deck of an authentic paddle wheel steamboat which stops twice nightly at the campground dock. Dixieland music on board and beverages. Tomorrow we visit the Magic Kingdom over a full day of exciting adventures. Well, even back then they were advertising it was a full day. Hmm, go figure. <laughs> okay, so moving on to Thursday. Pleasantly exhausted after a day visiting shops, attractions, and enchanting restaurants in the six themed lands of the Magic Kingdom. Certainly intend to return again and again before we leave. There's just too much to see and do in one visit. Campers are provided with free transportation to the Magic Kingdom as well as to the two resort hotels. As this includes monorails, steam launches, trams, and minibuses, getting there is half the fun. Tonight, we go on a wildlife excursion in a swamp buggy of all things. Friday. The wildlife excursion last night was quite incredible. We all wore a sort of miner's hat with an attached light, and as we went deep into the unexplored areas, we saw several deer, heard a strange cry that our guide said was a bobcat, and caught a glimpse of two bright red eyes belonging to an alligator. An exciting voyage into a wildlife habitat. Horseback riding today, and perhaps later, an archery lesson. Also intend to cross the water to the hotels and browse in the shops. Tonight, if the weather is good, we're going to our first South Seas Luau on the beach of the Polynesian Village. Saturday. One lesson a camper learns at Fort Wilderness, it just is impossible to do everything in seven days. Volleyball, tetherball, horseshoes, croquet, swimming, fishing, hiking, bicycling, canoeing, Horseback riding, archery, there's something for everyone to do every second of the day. Also, campers are welcome to use all the recreational facilities at the resort hotels. Today, we pay our final visit to the Magic Kingdom, and tonight, we dress up for dinner and dancing at the top of the world at the Contemporary Resort. Sunday. 
Hard to believe that our week is almost over. Tomorrow, we return to civilization and leave our wilderness home behind. Today, we spent visiting special spots we've made our own, perhaps drifting on the lake or wandering on the nature trail, making certain that our memories are stored with impressions to share with each other in the future. And tonight? Tonight, we will gather with friends on the beach to watch the electrical water pageant for the last time and to say, with sadness, goodbye, till the next time. Well, you didn't sound too sad when you ended that. No, I didn't. I should have sounded sadder. Hang on. <clears throat> <laughs> goodbye, till the next time. Was that better? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a little bit better. Okay, we'll, that's, we'll, that's the taker one. We'll run through the lines a little bit. So, you know, when I ran across this through the Vacation Land, which is a, a magazine that was produced, I think, three times a year, and you would find them in hotels all over Alabama, Georgia, Florida, you know, as you were traveling to Walt Disney World, and there were like 30 pages, and they outlined what a vacation was going to be. Well, I saw this and thought, how cool is this? It's a day-by-day -day look at a 1970s vacation, you know, from 1973, but... What blew me away is they spent like a day and a half at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Out of, out of seven days. So, I mean, again, this really further hones the point that when Walt Disney World Resort first opened, it was a vacation kingdom. The Magic yes. Kingdom, the theme park, was just a very small portion of your vacation. Obviously, I mean, from just this article alone, you can see how much time they spent at Fort Wilderness doing all these Fort Wilderness things. You know, and then they... Uh, occasionally went to the other hotels to check check it out but their vacation was spent relaxing and going on boats and going around and bob arounds and stuff i mean they didn't go to the theme park they went there to relax yeah and there was no rush to grab a fast pass or wait in too many lines apparently you just sort of did what you wanted to do and i mean they enjoyed the fort wilderness resort for five straight days which is crazy before they did anything yeah you know. I, I think one of my favorite lines uh, is on Saturday it said, uh, also campers are welcome to use all the recreational facilities at the resort hotels. That's not <laughs> true today. You you can't go in the pool at the Polynesian Village if you're not staying at the Polynesian Village. Exactly. I mean, yeah. obviously a lot of things have changed. and it, it was a much more laid back and relaxed vacation destination back in uh, the, the early 70s. Um, yes. And it still blows my mind that that's, you know, the vacation kingdom of the world was just that. It was a vacation kingdom. Yeah, and you were expected to play tennis and do sports and do other things and enjoy the nightlife because, as we mentioned before, the Magic Kingdom will close at 6 most nights. Yes. So what else so, are you going to do between 6 and 9 before you tuck yourself in the bed? Monorail, bar crawl. What? They only have oh. one bar. <laughs> <laughs> I do like they the call out to the ports of call, though, uh, the, the boats, yeah, the paddle nice. boats. That's that's pretty awesome, too. And the Dixieland music on it, um, like we talked about. I forget what episode it was when we talked about the boats. But it, it's cool to see that in an actual vacation journal. Exactly. So, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you thought about this little diary from a vacation. Or if you got to experience Fort Wilderness back in its heyday, we'd love to hear your thoughts and your anecdotes and remembrances. Give us a call on the Communicore Weekly Goat Line at 424-785-4628. That's 424-785-GOAT. He's a nerd. He's a geek. But we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. It's George's Book of the Week. This week's book is Artemis Fowl, The Eternity Code, The Graphic Novel, which was adapted by... Owen Colfer or Ian Colfer, we know you can say his first name differently, and Andrew Donkin. Art by Giovanni Regano and color by Paolo 
La Mana. Just want to get those out of the way. Um, if you've listened to past episodes of Communicore Weekly, you know that we are huge fans of Ian Colfer. And I think we'll just go with the term Ian. Let's go with sense. Ian. Make it we'll easier. Go with Ian. Uh, we've reviewed his Warp series before. We've both talked about how much we love the Artemis Fowl. So we got the opportunity to get review copies of the graphic novel. We were like, well, Jeff was like, yes, please. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I, like I mean, it. to give a little backstory, back when, when Harry Potter was a big thing, you know, way back when, I kind of refused to read the books because everybody made a big <gasps> deal out of it. I know, ridiculous. And then I discovered Adam Artemis Fowl, and he was like the anti-Harry Potter to me. So yeah. I ate those books up like nobody's business. So Yeah, and I've explained him as the anti-Harry Potter too, and I don't think that's a great term as much as he's a young teenager like 13, 14, got a lot of money at his disposal. And he's, he's an super evil smart. genius, super smart, and does some bad things, but not always for bad reasons. Yes. It's hard to explain why you call him the anti-Harry Potter, but I agree with you. Yeah. That's sort of what he is. Um, I've been pushing his books for years. I mean, that's what librarians are. We are book pushers. That's that's what we do. And The the Eternity Code is the third book in the series. Yes. Um, they do some catch-up at the beginning to sort of pull you into the story if you haven't read it. Um, but all of them are available on graphic novels. So if you've got somebody who doesn't read very well or is a reticent reader, these are a great way to jump in. But beyond that, let's talk about the graphic novel. <laughs> um, so the graphic novel is, you know, for obviously when it comes down to the graphic novels, you have to leave some stuff out of the book. But yeah. I thought they did a great job of adapting it and keeping it as close to the source material as humanly possible, especially because uh, Ian was involved with the, the adapting process. And yeah. overall, the story is there. Everything is there. It's just slightly condensed. Um, yeah, it, it's sort of like I got a, a James Bond spy type. I mean, you know, there's a, a big payoff at the end when you see them put together their plan. Yes. To do yes. things. And, you know, they... Artemis does deal with the fairy world. Um, there are fairy agents. There are goblins. There are uh, there's Dig Multum. Not really I, sure what we can. <laughs> Dig Multum is my favorite character in all of the oh, Artemis Fowl series. He is fantastic. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a very you know it still deals with with the fantastical realm of fairies and trolls and such like that. But you know in in the world of Artemis Fowl, they're very much organized. The fairies are part of the LEP, which is like a police force. And you know and you because remember, of this, the, the the very clever Lep Recon. Yes, Lep Recon, which I first time I read that was awesome. Laughed out loud in that for, in the first book I read it. <laughs> Ian, Ian Ian is so good with wordplay and putting stuff together. Yeah, so. yeah. But because of his past dealings with the, you know, the, the fairy people uh, in, in that world, you know, he kind of, Artemis pulls them back into this plot to help him out a little bit. And it, it's, again, I can't say too much without giving it away and giving away the other two books, but it, it's an issue that's close to his heart and it, it affects his family and he, he's doing it out of the kindness of his heart even though what he is doing is not the best thing in the world to do <laughs> and if I was a 13 year old doing these kid things yeah. I would be scared out of my mind yeah I would too um, You know, it, it's a great series to read and we know all the cadets that listen to us know we love Doctor Who we love Back to the Future we love things with great storylines and twists and even though this book again like we've said before when we review teen type books, it, these books just aren't for teens. It's a great story. And with the graphic novel, you get a fantastic visualization by Giovanni Regano. 
and it just brings the characters to life. Not maybe in the way that I saw them for me reading the books, but I appreciated what they were. Yeah. And they fit the, they fit the story so well. Absolutely. They're Absolutely. so well done. I, you know, uh, the fairies are much larger than I had always envisioned. Um, yeah. But it, I mean, it obviously makes sense that they are, like, human size for them to interact with the characters like that. But whenever I read the books, I always picture them as, like, much, much shorter. Um, <laughs> but, and they have fantastic technology. They I do. Mean, they, they have amazing technology. And it's all brought to life really well in, in yes. you know, visually in the book itself. And it makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I know we both enjoyed the Artemis Fowl series. Uh, there's seven books there are seven artemis foul books yes. i think yeah okay okay good i was like i, I think, think i'm gonna count them in my seven? head i may be wrong don't quote us but they're <laughs> they're all really good and reading the graphic novels was a great supplement to that so i definitely recommend this graphic novel even if you haven't read the artemis other artemis foul uh books or graphic novels pick there's this eight one of up. them there's eight of them oh there's eight of them there's eight of them i forgot uh, about I, the last guardian my my foul card has been removed <clears throat> that's okay no it was a test oh we wanted to make sure the cadets knew that, so Fair they enough. would. It was like this. So, but yeah. So, as you were saying before, I interrupt you with the numbers. You know, I love the book. I love the Artemis Fowl series. Highly recommended. Um, graphic novel. I would read the book first before you. It's sort of like the movie version. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you read the book to get all the details and enjoy the graphic novels as a supplement. Yes, as well. But Good thing. but you know, if you've got a teen like I mentioned, or somebody that doesn't really want to sit down and read a full book, it's a great introduction to the series. Yeah really is um this week's book is artemis fowl the eternity code the graphic novel There's actually a working barber shop at Disney World's Magic Kingdom in Florida. I recently had an opportunity to go there and get a haircut there with my brother Solomon. Let's go in, shall we? Hello, I'm in a hurry barber shop and I'm just doing a little description and um and um there are three chairs and there's sparkles all over the floor and there's black and white tiles. So and so when I first got in the chair she put the razor on my hair and the razor tickled my hair and it didn't really hurt when she pulled out a knot. And then she used some scissors and then she used a brush to wipe away all the little hairs. I'm here with my brother Solomon and I'm going to ask my brother what he thought about him. Um, uh, and he got a haircut at the Harmony Barbershop too. What did you think, Sally? This is my third time there, and I would be looking forward to go there again. And you too. For Jeff Heinbuck and George Taylor, this is Leo. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat.
So if you're ever uh, kind of low on the caffeine and you head over to Starbucks in Disney California Adventure, you'll notice to the right of the registers, if you're looking at the registers, there is a posting board for notices. And one of the advertisements on the board actually reads, Tutoring, Reading, Writing, and Arithmetic. History of Specialty. I, Crane, Head Schoolmaster, Former, Telephone, H05-569. And of course, this refers to none other than Ichabod Crane, the main character from The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. He was the schoolmaster before he was chased out of town by the Headless Horseman. That's why it says former. But I think it's a nice little uh, nod to The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, one of the best films ever made, I think. Yes, it is. I, I love that. I mean, it's, it's, it's the quintessential fall film it is it for is me. i love it absolutely positively love it and that whole america's first horror story yes i think is which, what uh, which is appropriate for this time of year because it's haunt season yes probably the first time you ever hear me say that on i know the show. and the and last and the last um, <laughs> but, but anytime you get a good ichabod crane reference in there is absolutely wonderful Actually, i only just That's noticed us. the board the other day uh i was there saturday and i saw it i was with uh roscoe soul train my homeboy hey. and uh hey. we, he was getting coffee um and i was like oh let's look at all these and then i saw it i was like oh five-legged goat click take a picture <laughs> so he was there for the historic moment he was so he'll probably be listening to this right now going oh yeah i was there for this congratulations roscoe we will send you your prize oh and speaking of prizes i get a prize that was an unintentional segue. Oh. And by the way, if any listeners want to give me a segue, I would love to take <laughs> one. We, we have at Communicore Weekly Headquarters West, which would be Jeff's I was place. Gonna, that's my place, right? Okay. That's your place, yes. The E-Ticket Lounge. As the E-Ticket Lounge, yes. It. Five copies of Star Wars Rebels, Sparks of, Spark of Rebellion on DVD that we will be giving away those five copies to five lucky winners. All you have to do is email weekly at gmail.com and tell us hi. George is totally making like this that. up as he goes along. You guys know totes. that, right? Totes. That's all I do. So I you have to, they have to email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com and just say hello or hi. Yes. Just say hello or hi. and uh, Or any variation of that. Or, or the word Star Wars in there, too. Maybe they should give us the most clever version of hello or hi they can think of. Maybe in another language or in their own oh, that's language. Good. That's good. Okay, so five copies, email communicorweekly at gmail.com. The word hello or hi or Star Wars has to be in the email. And the due date is midnight, October 31st, 2014. And we know that's topical, but midnight Halloween 2014. And we will send out copies. Sounds good to me. Yay. So, okay, that means we're at the end. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to us again this week yes please leave us a comment give us a rating on itunes we actually got a couple of new ones in the last couple of days so thank you guys who took the time out to uh give us a nice little rating on itunes that helps us out because it brings us a little higher in in the ranking so more people can discover us so they can be more cadets but you guys are our favorites i promise always always will be uh email us at communicorweekly@gmail.com with anything you want to including your entry for the Star Wars DVD giveaway. And of course, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Weekly, where I share the most random things you will ever see all day, every day. I guess we should do maybe like a Star Wars Sunday or a Star Wars Saturday. That works too. Alliteration In honor of is the my contest. game. We like that. Okay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Imagine Nerding. 
and he's at Jeff Heimbach. And of course, give us a call on the Kuminoko Weekly Goat Line at 424-785-4628. And you can buy your copy of Kuminoko Weekly, the musical, on Amazon, CD Baby, and iTunes, or listen to it for free on Spotify. Spotify. I want everybody to Spotify the album. <laughs> Spotify or Google Play. Oh, yeah. And of course, visit the Commuter Store at CommuterCoreWeekly.com. Click on the store button. You can find all sorts of cool stuff. T-shirts, whatnot. It's all there. Check it out. And stickers. And, oh, yeah. I do have stickers now, but they're not for sale. Actually, if you want oh. stickers, email us at CommuterCoreWeekly at gmail.com, and I will tell you where to send like a self-addressed stamped envelope, okay. and I'll send you stickers. Do I have to put the code word like maple syrup in there for like, sure. sticky or something? Sure. Put maple syrup in there because okay. it's sticky like stickers. Good. I'm glad you followed my logic. I figured well, we that's are where you're the going. world's first pair of independently born identical twins. We share the same exactly. brain. <laughs> okay, well, uh, for Jeff Heimbuck, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbuck. Thanks so much for listening, guys and now. Gals? Nows? Oh, man. Time to end the show. We'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly, the greatest and most confusing online show. <laughs> <laughs>